This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide episode 339. Thank you for listening and thank you for downloading. We appreciate your loyalty. Great to have your company once again and welcome to to our first time listeners. We hope we can turn you into regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. This week, the special offers for the Samsung Galaxy S10. Tesla's new V3 supercharger will reduce charging times for its electric cars and the first Australian housing development to offer $0 electricity bills. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new range of Fitbit wearables. We're also going to check out the Alcatel Family Watch for kids and the Sony Extra Bass headphones. And all your questions will be answered in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that can keep you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. The Galaxy S10 is already available. So you've got the Galaxy S10, the Galaxy S10 Plus, and the Galaxy S10e. Uh, They went on sale on March the 8th. That was last week. We've reviewed the device on Tech Guide. We spoke about it on last week's podcast. And real real quick recap on that review, uh, it's... This is one of the best phones on the market. No, no, uh, no, no argument there. This device has an amazing display, really nice build quality as well, and doesn't feel too big in your hands. I've been reviewing and using the S10 Plus, and even though it's got a 6.4-inch screen, it doesn't feel like a massive phone. Uh, of course, the camera is has gone to the next level. The three-camera system on the S10 and S10 Plus uh, is simply stunning. The wireless power share is a cool new feature also, so you can charge other devices on the S10 and the S10 Plus. And the overall feel, phone is has has really taken a step up from the S9. I think there's a lot a lot of new features to distinguish it from last year's model. So if you're, um, it's likely if you are looking at the S10 on a contract, you're probably likely coming off an S8 contract. So perfect timing, and you'll notice a massive improvement there. The only the only downside for us was. The fingerprint reader, the in-screen fingerprint reader, was sometimes a little bit non-responsive. We were trying to press it and was saying no match, and it was just got a little frustrating sometimes. Not all the time, but I think for the quality and the price of this device, it should work properly every single time. It didn't, unfortunately, and we're hoping maybe a software update may improve that, uh, unless we can dislocate our thumb and place it on a on the in-screen fingerprint reader in a different position. Uh, the 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 frustration for us was trying to unlock it one hand and trying to bend our thumb down to the in-screen fingerprint reader area, which is right near the base of the screen. Uh, For me, if it was located a little bit higher on the screen, maybe towards the middle of the screen, it'd just be a lot easier to rest your thumb on that portion and then unlock unlock the phone. But anyway, that's my opinion. Not sure if other people are thinking the same way. But let's talk about, though, the deals that are available, and in particular, the deal from Vodafone. They've launched a trading offer for the new Galaxy S10. Uh, the only telco on the market to allow this, uh, as far as I know. So the, the offer, which is available until the end of May, allows users, no, it's off, uh, open until May 20, allows users with older Samsung devices. So if you've got an iPhone, you're out of luck. If you've got an old Samsung product, you can trade that in. So if you've got, for example, last year's S9 Plus, 
with 64 gig of storage. And in, and we have to be clear here, it has to be in good working order, which means that it can't have a cracked screen, can't have v- visible cosmetic blemishes. So it needs to be in decent condition. S9 Plus 64 gig, you're going to get $660 credit. So you can put that towards a new device. And and then the only other qualifier is it has to be connected on a red or a red plus plan. The red plus plan is the endless data, their infinite plan. So if you go over a certain amount, you may be slowed down a bit. But the data allowances are pretty generous right there. In fact, I'm on I'm on a red plus plan myself and haven't come near my full speed data allowance. But uh, yeah, so if you're in in the market for the S10 and you do have an older device, uh, you you this is an option. It, 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 you can go back as far as the S S7. If you have an S7, you'll still get over three hundred bucks. Of course, it's got to be in decent condition, but you'll still get about, yeah, about over $300, $330 for the S7 Edge 64 gig in decent working order. So that's a really good incentive if you want to stick to the Samsung family of devices, the S10, and be able to reduce the cost of entry there. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, if you've got an S9, it's even better, of course. You're going to get a lot a lot of money on that trade-in. Uh, the S8, if, you, if you've got an S8 Plus you can get about 430 bucks. If you even got a Note 8, that's 460 comes off the price of the S10 or the S10 Plus. So definitely worth checking out. And again, you if you're a vote if you need to be on the Vodafone Red or Red Plus plan. So it's a really really smart ploy for Vodafone to uh, satisfy their existing customers but hopefully win some new customers with uh, this trade-in deal. And what you can do is the the offers are already live. So what you you can do is take in uh, any of these eligible handsets. Uh, most of them that I mentioned already, there is a list on Tech Guide. So the Galaxies going back to the S7, you can take them into any of Vodafone's 400 stores and receive that amount as credit towards the new Galaxy S10 device. And as I said, good working order means a screen that's not cracked, no major cosmetic damage, has to be able to be turned on and off, so it has to be in good working order. So if you've looked after your phone, you could get a much cheaper Galaxy S10 or Galaxy S10 Plus. If you want to see what your device is worth, you can head over to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Let's change gears here. Uh, Teslas actually don't have gears. It's an electric car, but the, uh, there is some amazing news coming from Tesla. Later, later this week, we're going to see the Model Y unveiled. We discussed that also last week. But Tesla has had some other announcements uh, over the past few days, uh, including the introduction of the V3 supercharging. Now, superchargers are these network of chargers that are in, in Australia, in Europe, in the US, that allow Tesla drivers to be able to drive their cars on longer road trips and be able to charge along the way. So uh, it's like there being petrol stations on your journey if you're driving an internal combustion engine car. In the same way, the superchargers provide these power stations, these power charge up charge points for Tesla drivers. And they've been, they're already pretty fast. The superchargers are faster than, say, a destination charger. A destination charger, you'd find, I've got one home here in my driveway. I'm a Tesla Model S driver, as you know. So I've got a, a destination charger in my driveway, which would probably give me a full charge in about five hours. So it's an overnight thing. The supercharger would do that equivalent in probably just over an hour. If I'm absolutely 0% to get me up to 100 or 90%, it would take about an hour and 20 minutes. But 
normally when I'm at the supercharger, I'm probably at about 35% and want to get back up to 90%. That can take up to about 50 minutes, 45 to 50 minutes. But now with the introduction of the V3 supercharger, which is going to support peak rates of 250 kilowatts per car, that's going to dramatically reduce the charging times. So with V3, the V3 supercharging, Tesla drivers will be able to recharge so quickly after just five minutes of charging, they would have gained 120 kilometers of range. So you can imagine that on a road trip. That's what the Tesla car does. If, if I decide to punch into my uh, navigation uh, trip to Brisbane, it would navigate me via all the superchargers on the way. And at each supercharger, it would tell me how long I need to charge the car. Maybe stop one, I'll need to charge it for 25 minutes. And that'll get me to the next supercharger where I've got to charge for 15 minutes and so on. So you can imagine now with V3 supercharging, how quickly you can add that range, that charge to your car to get you on your journey even faster. So at that, at that speed, at that speed of charging, five minutes in to get 120 kilometers of range, that means that it could provide, it's, it's capable of providing 1600 kilometers of range in an hour. You know, I don't think there's a Tesla battery that has that kind of capacity, but you see where we're going here, how fast it's going to be. The My Tesla S, uh, Model S 75D, uh, takes about 50 minutes, as I said, to go from 35% to 90% with the existing supercharger infrastructure. So, uh, And my car has a range of about 475 Ks on a full battery. So if I'm 100% charged, my range is 475 Ks or thereabouts. So now with V3 supercharging, that 50-minute charge could take as little as 18 minutes to go from zero to 100%. 18 minutes, which is extraordinary. So the the uh, charge the battery to the, the full power that the battery can take the, with these new power electronics they've built into the V3 superchargers. Incredible. But there is there is more, though, to the the V3 supercharging announcement. Tesla also made another announcement to help even to speed up that charge even faster. Now, the announcement they made was called En Route Battery Warm-Up. So cars, Tesla cars will receive a software update where when you, you can tell the car you're heading to a supercharger and the vehicle will then intelligently heat up the battery to ensure that by the time you arrive, the battery is at the optimal temperature to charge. So when you arrive at a supercharger now, the battery has to warm up a bit and then the charge rate increases. So imagine if the battery temperature is spot on as you're pulling into the supercharger, that alone could cut charging times by up to 25%, which is also significant. So really, really good news that Tesla has has really made these improvements. We are going to, the te- Model S, Model X are already here. We're going to see the Model Y unveiled later this week. Model 3 is on its way here as well. That's going to be the the more popular car here. It's more going to be more affordable. The more, most popular Tesla car, it's going to be more affordable. So we're more in reach of more customers, more drivers. Uh, and, and with more, more Teslas on the road, what's going to happen is there's going to be more demand for superchargers. At the moment, with there aren't many of us on the road that have Teslas, so you rock up to a supercharger, it's very rare you, you, that you find all the charging stations taken because the, 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 there's the sheer number of people who have Teslas and the number of superchargers out there, 
we're lucky enough to drive into a spot and, and we're okay. But imagine, let's say, in five years' time when there's 10 times as many Tesla drivers, there's going to be more demand on those superchargers. So with these advances in the, the V3 supercharging, it's going to really cut charging times and thereby cut waiting time. So if you happen to be a car, a Tesla owner that is waiting by a Tesla supercharging station and all the bays are full, then V3 supercharger will mean that in in 15 to 20 minutes, there's going to be at least one of the spots ready because of the faster charging for the, for the car. So uh, that's exciting stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing that in, in Australia. It's going to be started, of course, in the U.S., uh, the, the software updates to get that battery warm-up uh, feature on the Model S and Model X, uh, that's going to be rolled out in, in a few months. The uh, Tesla is launching V3 supercharging in the US with the Model 3, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see that hopefully in Australia as well. But this, the V3 superchargers are going to be rolled out in the US in the Q2 and Q3, and they'll come to Europe and also here in Australia in the Asia-Pacific in Q4, so the last third Last quarter of the year, we're going to see the Tesla V3 supercharging. I'm really looking forward to that because any uh, any improvement in the, the charging time, if I can reduce that, then uh, I can get on with my life rather than having to wait around to charge the car. You want to read more about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, well, while we're on the sort of renewable energy electric uh, theme, uh, I thought we'd talk about this new housing development in Sydney, uh, the North Shore development by Metro Property Development in conjunction with Natural Solar. Natural Solar, who I've spoken about on the podcast, they actually installed my solar system here at home. I'm, I have panels and a Sonnen uh, flat battery as well, a Sonnen battery on the Sonnen flat plan, which means I only pay $40 a month on Sonnen Flat, and that's my electricity taken care of because I'm generating power, storing power, and receiving and giving out power if I, if need be. That's what that uh, the balancing that Sonnen Flat rate does. It, it looks after all of those requirements. I'm not going to pay more than 40 bucks a month for my electricity. So the bill I get from Energy Australia is zero because I'm not using their electricity. I'm using the gen- sun, one generated, the energy generated by the sun through my panels uh, and also any power that I happen to receive or have stored in my battery. So what's going to happen here with this development, with Metro Property Development in Sydney's North Shore, there's a development called the Nines. It's called the Nines because there are nine dwellings and as part of the development, each will receive a 3.6 kilowatt solar system. Uh, so that the and, and it'll feature 360 watts, 20% efficiency panels. So solar panels and also a 7.5 kilowatt hour Sonnen battery to store the power produced. And that's all supplied, as I said, through Natural Solar. They're Australia's largest solar and battery installer and the company that installed my Sonnen system and my panels as well. So you can just imagine the these are brand new dwellings that they're being built. Okay, so what's going to happen? The to power the, this the, this will completely power those three story three bedroom homes. So and they're going to sell for about two point six, just over two point six million each. So factor in though zero dollar power bills, and residents are going to expect to save up to $283,000 on energy bills across the 20-year battery lifespan. That's pretty significant. So for each of the homes, that's a $31,500 power saving 
which works out at 1575 each year. So those residents, rather than having to not only worry about the cost of the, their home and paying that off, now they don't have to worry about electricity costs. So the energy savings there can be put back into the mortgage if they have one. If they've borrowed the money for these units, for these dwellings, then the power, the money they're going to save on electricity can be put straight back onto that loan if they have one. So significant energy savings right there. And I think moving forward, we're going to see a real trend here where all new dwellings, I think within the next five years, I think it'll be law that any dwelling built from scratch, so any new home or apartment building, whatever happened to be built new, will have to have solar panels and batteries. I think it's going to come to that point where uh, if you're building a new house, you might as well do it. Uh, include that in the cost of the home because it's going to pay itself off over the next 20 years, which is the lifespan of the panels and the battery, roughly. So uh, uh, something to really think of. I get a lot of people asking me how my system's going. Uh, I've had it for over a year now, uh, and the savings have been remarkable. I'm saving $2,000, $2,500 a year on electricity uh, because I've got the panels and I've got the battery. Now, yeah, there was an outlay, about $19,000 outlay, but th- I'm going to get that money back in five or six years and and you think about nineteen thousand dollars it's probably what you'd spend on a kitchen or bathroom renovation but those bathroom and kitchen renovations aren't going to pay themselves off over such a short time yeah they might improve in improve uh, the value of your home as does so as would solar panels but they're not going to pay you back uh, as quickly as the as solar panels and the battery would Something to consider there, and I've written plenty about the, this subject and also these new developments that are popping up. So uh, it does make sense, though, that developers are embracing this because it is it is attractive to buyers. If, if there's a, 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 a development where they say to you, look, you can move in and your electricity will cost you nothing because we're going to build panels and a battery for you as part of the deal. So uh, that, that's significant saving right there and attractive to buyers. Uh, and if you do that to your own home, it's going to also add value to your home and be also attractive to, to buyers if you happen to be selling your home down the track as well. You want to read more about that story, you need to check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. They're issuing a challenge. They're issuing the Orbi challenge. So they're challenging you to bring to take the Orbi home Wi-Fi system home, and if it doesn't improve your home Wi-Fi, you'll get your money back. Now, uh, that's pretty confident if they can offer that kind of guarantee with a challenge. The Orbi Wi-Fi systems are designed for any size homes. And for those times you need a little more, Orbi add-on satellites will give you additional coverage inside and out. So it's perfect for backyards, garages, or even reaching the granny flat. In today's modern household, tri-band Wi-Fi systems let you stream your movies in 4K and play online games by providing ultra-fast Wi-Fi no matter how many devices are connected. Orbi plugs into your existing modem and is really easy to set up with just a couple of clicks. And not only does it work great, it looks great too and blends into your home's decor. Orbi's the easiest, fastest, most expansive and advanced mesh Wi-Fi network available today. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec.
All right, first up, we're going to be taking a look at the new range of Fitbits, which were just announced a few days ago. Uh, Fitbit's a very popular wearable brand, and really the, uh, the, the brand that got everyone aware of wearables and aware of that we can track our steps and aware that we can be, be, to know exactly where we're at with our health and well-being. The new range includes the new Versa Lite. Now, remember Versa was the smartwatch that was introduced uh, last year. Now they've introduced this light edition, slightly cheaper, uh, but still with most of the features, most of the health and smart features of the full-blown Versa device. And these include automatic activity tracking. So if you go for a run, it'll know you're going for a run. If you're going for a swim, it'll know you're going for a swim. Also got Pure Pulse 24-7 heart rate monitor. So it can do things like not only measuring your heart rate while you're exercising, but also take your resting heart rate. Resting heart rate, according to cardiologists, is a great health indicator. So if you've got a very low resting heart rate, it means you're healthy. If you've got a very high resting heart rate, then you need to work on your, on your health and fitness. It also has sleep tracking. So your sleep stage tracking will tell you whether you're having deep sleep, REM sleep, all different kinds of sleep. Also has 15 goal-based exercise modes, so you know, based on distance, or based on steps, based on you know, calories burned, so you can tailor your workouts. Also got connected GPS, so you can actually track where you're going, and you'll also receive all your notifications from your smartphone. That's $249.95. That's a Fitbit Versa Lite. Uh, it's got also a four-day battery life, which is uh, that's pretty impressive, uh, and can also has a relative uh, SpO2 sensor. Where that means it can estimate changes in your blood, oxygen, and detect health indicators like sleep apnea. Can give you a heads up that that may be on the horizon. It's also got a really simple one-button design, so really lightweight, swim-proof, uh, and, and a lot of colours to choose from too this time out, which is really impressive. Moving on, we've got the Fitbit Inspire HR. This is more affordable than ever. This is $179.95. This is the most affordable Fitbit with 24-7 heart tracking. So it also has the goal-based exercise modes and also connected GPS. So it's basically got most of the Versa uh, features, but without the color screen, without the larger screen, uh, but shrunk down into more of a wrist uh, a wrist wearable. It's, it looks like the traditional Fitbit. Slim, lightweight design, also tracks your sleep, but also includes Relax, which is a guided breathing application. So it can help you uh, calm your, calm yourself and be some more centered. The Fitbit Inspire is also available without the heart rate monitoring, and that brings that price down to one twenty nine ninety five. Fitbit, again, uh, doing really well in design and colors and, and, and just coming up with a device that is, you can wear it all day. You even, you forget you've, you're even wearing it, but you still get these great results. The, the great, uh, being able to look at all your, uh, fitness stats through the, uh, the Fitbit app as well. We'll talk a bit more about the Fitbit app in a second though. The Fitbit Ace 2 is the next product, uh, the new product. And these, this is a device designed for children. So this is the second version, Fitbit Ace 2, $129.95. It's designed for kids age 6 and over. So the Fitbit Ace 2 will help teach kids these healthy habits and encourage them to stay active. So you can challenge your friends on step counts, do all these kinds of things, can detect uh, all, all, all the activities you're doing. It even a, has a swim-proof design, so you can take it in the water, in the shower, wherever you want to take it. There's also a bumper around the screen, so it's a protected. So there's a slight uh, rim around the around the screen so that it not, would not directly be con- contacting any surfaces so that you protect 
protect that screen. Uh, there's also new animated clock faces to make it a bit more fun for the kids, colourful avatars. You can even personalise cover photos on your profile, so it's really handy. But a parent must have a Fitbit family account to set up the ACE2 with their child's account. So you can't just have an account for your kid. You've got to have an account for yourself and then also set up your child. Now, we spoke about the Fitbit app earlier, which is probably one of the better companion apps for any wearable that we've seen. They're also going to be uh, giving this a huge redesign. So it's going to design, the purpose of this redesign is to make it even easier to view and understand all your health and fitness stats because there's all tables and graphs and all these kinds of things. So it is a is really nice, uh, really going to be a really interesting redesign to make that information clearer than ever. A new addition to the app will be Fitbit Focus. So this can deliver relevant insights, messages, and even give you tips to keep you informed, engaged, and motivated. So it looks at all your stats and makes suggestions. Might suggest you maybe need to go for, uh, if you want to get your step count up, maybe a walk before dinner or after dinner. Might suggest a time to go to bed. So it looks at all these things intelligently and suggests things to you. It's like your own little personal trainer whispering in your ear to improve. The Fitbit range, uh, they are available from uh, on sale in Australia later this month. So we've got the Fitbit Versa Lite. We've also got the Fitbit Inspire HR, the Fitbit Inspire, and also the Fitbit Ace 2. All the pictures of all these devices and all the prices as well, they're all available for you to check out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Alrighty, next up, here's a, an ideal device for kids. Uh, and parents will appreciate this because the big thing for parents nowadays is deciding when is the right time to buy their child their first mobile phone. And according to the research, on average, children as young as eight are given, are given smartphones. And with a smartphone comes a fair bit of responsibility. And a parent would know that a smartphone gives that user access to social media, the internet, all these things. And a parent has to be across this and have parental controls and be able to, uh, to, to monitor what their child is doing on a smartphone. So what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is a product like the Alcatel Family Watch. It's called Move Time. This is a family watch. It's called. It's got 3G connectivity, so it is a watch and is worn on, on the child's wrist, of course, but it allows them, it's got a SIM card on board, allows them to contact uh, selected family and friends, uh, also provides a GPS location for that child as well, and the parent can set up a geo-fence around perhaps the home or their school and then be able to receive notifications when the child goes in and out of those areas. So rather than having to burden the child with a smartphone, this is a great alternative because it, it does offer the connectivity that a parent the, the parent really wants to achieve by giving their child a smartphone. The main reason they get a phone is so they can call their mum or dad or whoever uh, if they need if they need a lift or if they need to talk to them, whatever. But there is an alternative to having a smartphone. The watch can do the same thing. They can talk through this watch using the included SIM card. So they've got the ability to set up uh, the various contacts, family and friend contacts as well. Not, not many. I think there's about five they can set up. So mum, dad, uh, maybe a, a, another family friend or somebody else that can, that, that can be included in, in, the, uh, in the Alcatel family watch. But also, too, the, the, there is a, an SOS button as well. So if the child's in danger, 
when they hold this button for five seconds, it triggers a push notification to the registered contacts of that device and can even direct the user to a chat screen so they can communicate with family members using voice messages. So it adds to the peace of mind of this device. Now, parents will also be able to see their child's location while they're wearing the watch as well because you can, as I mentioned, set a geolocation safe zone so like home or school, and parents can receive the alerts when the child exits that location. So if for some reason your child is taken out of, of school, you will see a notification and then you'll be able to call them, of course, on the watch. So the Alcatel Move Time is, uh, I think, a great alternative to having to give your, your maybe primary school age child a phone. So it has the benefits of the phone, the connectivity, the calling, the GPS location, so it gives them those benefits which the smartphone was designed to do, but without all the fuss of having to worry about if they're going to be on social media, if they're looking up stuff on the internet, all those sorts of things. Wait till your child maybe is in high school before you give them a smartphone. But in, in the meantime, the Alcatel product like the Alcatel Family Watch is ideal to keep a child connected, but without giving them the burden of, of smartphone usage and without giving the parent giving themselves the burden of having to monitor what they're doing on the device as well. The Alcatel Family Watch is going to be available exclusively through Vodafone. It's going to cost $180 and Vodafone have no lock-in contract. So you can purchase the MoveTime Family Watch and pay for it either outright or with flexible payment terms. So you can spread the $180 cost over 24 12, 24, or 36 months. And there's also a $10 wearable month-to-month plan that also comes with unlimited talk and text and one gigabyte of data to use with the device. So you can buy it outright for 180 bucks, and the plan's going to only cost $10 month-to-month, per month, 10 bucks per month, unlimited talk and text, and one gigabyte of data. That's the Alcatel Family Watch. You want to read full details at techguide.com.au. Let's talk headphones, and Sony have introduced the new extra bass headphones, the WHXB700 headphones. This is the latest product. It is a very popular extra bass series. Now, we're talking here, these are the noise-canceling headphones, which cost uh, a lot more than these. So these are these are headphones if you just want to enjoy good audio quality through through your source. These are wireless devices as well, so there's Bluetooth on board. Uh, so if you don't want to have to pay 500 bucks for a good pair of noise-canceling headphones, if you, if you don't need noise-canceling, this is the alternative. So the WHXB700, they've got some new features and improved audio experience, including vocal clarity and more a more sort of indulgent musical quality. It's a really, really nice design. Sony have always made really good audio products, especially their headphones, and this is a great example of that. Now, they've, they've got some pretty slick, slick design. They've got these swivel ear cups, so you can fold this device down flat so they're easy to carry around. They also have 30, up to 30 hours of listening time. That's remarkable. Single charge, 30 hours of listening. There's also a new quick charge function, which you can get 90 minutes of power 
after just a 10-minute charge. How cool is that? You're about to go out the house. You've got nah, no power for the headphones. 10-minute charge. That's going to get you 90 minutes of usage. And also, you can choose to have Google Assistant, or you can have both. But, of course, there'll be a preference for just one. It's compatible with both Google Assistant and also Amazon Alexa. So you can still have hands-free voice-controlled, this voice-controlled experience. You can tap the custom button on the left ear cup and that gives you access to your preferred voice assistant so you can access information or just play your favorite tracks just by asking for them the these sony headphones too uh, also uh, work well with the connect app so you can customize your listening experience so you can uh, access features like clear bass surround and sound position control through the app so you can customize that listening experience even further now, how much are these headphones? I hear you asking. The Sony WH-XB700 headphones, the extra bass headphones. Uh, they've got a I'll, – I'll tell you some more specs first before I tell you the price. 30-millimeter 30 mil, 30 driver unit, and they've got the swivel uh, on-ear headphone design. It is uh, wireless but does have a wired mode if you want, uh, and they have that great charging feature. As I said, 10 minutes charging gets you 90 minutes of listening time, which is pretty cool. And how much are they? I hear you ask again. $249.95. That's $249.95. They're going to be available from next month. So you're going to have to wait till April, unfortunately. Yeah, if, you're, uh, in a, if you're desperate for these, you're going to have to wait till next month. But they are definitely worth the wait. If you want to check those out, you can see them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. That's the company that can protect you and your family online. Now, we live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal your personal information. And because we spend so much time online, it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal sites. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're banking, paying your bills on the phone, shopping on your tablet, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity and your devices protected. For more information on how to protect your digital life, visit au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk couple of questions on the Tech Guide help desk was uh, one from was, was from a reader who was keen to have the KO sports uh, streaming service the basic $25 a month service gives you access to two screens so you can have two screens you can watch your sport on uh, he said he's got a Samsung series 6 and a series 8 half his luck and he said how can I watch KO on those devices well there's several ways you can do it uh, you can use a you well you can first of all you can watch them on your app on your mobile devices, but that's not the point. He wants to watch them on his TV. A couple of ways you can do that. If you've got a Chromecast, you can you need a Chromecast for each TV, and you can stream from a mobile device, one way of doing it. But here are the uh, probably the easy ways of doing it. If you're a Telstra customer, the Telstra TV, which is a little, little set-top box that uh, connects to your television, that has the KO Sports app included. So you can sign in, connect the Telstra TV to your television, sign into the KO Sports app, and then Bob's your uncle, you're watching KO Sports on your television. The other way you can do it is with an Apple TV, fourth-generation Apple TV, it also has the uh, – you can download the KO app from the Apple TV app store and, again, be able to sign into that app on Apple TV, which is connected to your TV, and then watch KO Sports. 
So I hope that makes it a little bit clearer. Uh, I don't think there is a native KO Sports app on smart TVs just yet. By that I mean, you know how on your TV there's probably a Netflix app? That's a native app that's on there already. You don't need or You can connect an Apple TV or other Telstra TV to watch Netflix. That's for people who maybe have older televisions. But uh, as far as I know, there is no TV, smart TV, that has a native KO Sports app installed in the TV. That's why you need either a Telstra TV an Apple TV, or a Chromecast to stream it from your mobile device. KO Sports, pretty cool. I've written about that on Tech Guide as well, by the way, if you want to check it out. I also had a, a, an interesting email from a reader who is uh, on the NBN, uh, Fiber to the Node. He said that the Telstra was unable to deliver their top 100 megabits per second speed pack uh, on that particular technology. So fiber to the node, for those who don't know, is the version of the NBN where there is a f- node at the end of your street or the end of your block, uh, and all the fiber connects to it. And then from the node to your home, uh, the internet is brought to you by the existing copper lines. Now, for some customers, that fiber to the, that node could be hundreds of meters away. And by the time it's run through the copper, the result I've heard, for some it's okay, but for others it's terrible. And and I've had listeners uh, and readers contacting me saying my NBN connection is worse than it was before the NBN, which is which is ridiculous because why do we build the NBN for? To to make it worse or to make it better? It just it, I'm scratching my head here. The question from this 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 poor reader was asking, look, what can I do to increase my speed? Is there a way to do it? Unfortunately, there isn't. You can try another internet service provider. They may have a slightly better result, but it's the technology that can't be improved. You cannot do it. Uh, My suggestion was to register for the Optus 5G mobile broadband service. So this is a a, – I'll put the link on Tech Guide where you can register – with Optus when they're, when your area is hooked up to 5G. When it's in 5G, the towers in your area are 5G compatible, they offer a 5G mobile broadband solution that will offer a minimum speed promise of 50 megabits per second. Now, I'm telling you now, there's some fiber-to-the-node customers that would kill to have 50 megabits per second. So... That's my, my suggestion. Sign up, show this expression of interest that you want to try out the 5G mobile broadband as soon as 5G hits your area. And the good news is it's going to be within the next 12 months. 5G is going to roll out dramatically in 2019 and in 2020. So try to maybe register for a service like that through Optus. That's the first company that's offering this speed guarantee and a definite 5G mobile broadband solution. Telstra are also going to offer the HTC uh, 5G hub as well before the end before the middle of the year that could be another another possibility for fiber for to for poor fiber to the node customers that are getting rubbish speeds so that's something to consider as well so 5g could be your savior 5g could be an nbn killer in some areas uh, it'll be a replacement no doubt for some people uh, i said back in 2007 i said by the time the nbn has finished rolling out in 2020 that's next year that wireless technology will absolutely outstrip it. And guess what? I was right. 5G theoretically can get up to 200 gigabits per second, 20 gigabits per second, I should say, which is uh, you know 200 times faster than the NBN. That's over 5G. We're going to see that this year. 
So hang in there, fibre to the node customers. There is a, a solution coming. Uh, it could be very well in the shape of 5G. Everything we've spoken about, Watch, KO, and Fibre to the Node, we've uh, spoken uh, about them before, and we've also written about them at techguide.com.au. That's the end of our show for this week. Wow, that went quick. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au, and we'd love you to get in touch with us. So feel free to click on the record button on Tech Guide. Take a look at techguide.com.au. Look in the middle. There's a blue uh, icon, blue uh, square in the middle of the, of the homepage, uh, and it asks, it says, got a tech question with a question mark, and uh, you can press the record button, and you can register then and there uh, with your details. So you sign up to VoiceBite, and then you'll be able to record your question, and I promise I will play it right here on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to go old school, we still read email, so if you want to send it into info at techguide.com.au, that's okay as well. We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. Take that Orbi challenge. If it doesn't work, you get your money back, so what do you got to lose? And also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.